What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Wednesday, November 19th, 2014, and you guys listening to episode 186. Uh, I hope everybody had a great week. Got a great episode for you guys here. Uh, coming off of a trip uh, from Florida, which was great. Uh, as you could hear in my voice, I'm a little better. I feel today's as good as I felt in days. Been sleeping this uh, brutal cold off. Uh, it doesn't help when you go to Florida and it's 86 degrees and you come to New York and there's snow on the ground and it's in the 30s. But uh, feeling a little better. Got a great show for you guys. Going to talk about the trip. Um, as always, of course, the unacceptables. We'll talk some sports, how the Knicks and Giants are just done and stink. Um, the whole deal, man. So, uh, as always, I got to start off the show by shouting out gonzofame.com, the sponsor of the Verzi Effect. Go to gonzofame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today. And uh, there's actually uh, Joe Bartnick, comedian Joe Bartnick. His um, new interview is going to be up soon. Also, uh, I believe comedian uh, Tommy Davidson, he just did one. So look out for that because that one is going to be um, up soon. There's also Doug Stanhope is on there. Um, yours truly, Ralphie. Just a, just a ton of um, great comics, your favorite comics of today, in-depth interviews with uh, gonzofame.com. So check that out. And, um, you know, you will not be disappointed if you want to hear the goods on uh, your favorite comics. Uh, also, All Things Comedy, the Verzi Effect podcast is now part of All Things Comedy family, which is amazing. Thanks to be, um, really thankful to be on board with them. They're also going to be doing my album. We're waiting to get final word on the audio of the album, so I'll keep you guys updated on that. You know what? I'm not even stressing about that shit. If it came out good, it came out good. If it didn't come out the way I wanted to, I'll do the shit again. Whatever. Um, it is what it is. So uh, I am here, home alone, well, with my children. Wife is away um, for a couple of days. And um, something really hilarious just happened. Uh, usually my kids go to bed, you know. We're good parents. We don't keep the kids up. You know, the kids got to go to school and do the shit that they have to do. And we, you know, we like to make sure that they, you know, get the rest that they need for their ages. You know, they're two and five. So they go to bed at a decent time. And tonight I had a phone interview. Uh, do some, you know, do some media and stuff. I had a phoner to do to uh, promote an upcoming show that I'm going to be doing in Manhattan. And <laughs> I put the kids to bed. My son finally, you know, falls asleep. The interviews for like nine, you know, nine fifteen, nine twenty, whatever. And my daughter usually goes to sleep a lot earlier than my son, at least a half hour, sometimes forty-five minutes. And I'm sitting there, and my son goes to sleep, and I'm like, "All right, well, my daughter will be. This will be a cinch now because she just, she'll be fine." And I go to bed, and she's just laying there, and she goes, lay with me, lay with me. So I lay with her for a couple of minutes. I think she falls asleep, and I start to, like, slowly creep out. You know when you start to slowly, you're like, holy shit, I think this is really it. I think, <laughs> I think that I got it. 
I think that she's sleeping and I'm going to be able to get off. And I have like 15 minutes for the interview. So I get up and I start walking out and her head just pops up and she looks at me. And she goes, Daddy, what are you doing? Don't don't leave. And, and you know, lay with me. So I go and I lay back down. And then finally, another five minutes goes by. I got to be like on this call in like six minutes. And I think she's sleeping. And it's dark and I get up and I go, this is perfect. I'll go downstairs. And I start walking out, walking out. And all of a sudden... She raised up like fucking Dracula. She just sat up and she just goes, stay. And I was like, holy, it was borderline scary, creepy. And then I just, and then I was like, I got to take this. And she's like, I just want to come with you. Let me just come with you, dad. So I'm like, fuck it, fine. So I pick her up. I take her downstairs and I said, look, I said, daddy has to be on the, on a phone call for work. So you got to be very quiet. I'm going to put you on the couch. I'm going to put the TV on low. Daddy's going to be walking around on the phone. She's like, okay, okay, okay. First 10 minutes, she's an angel. All of a sudden, and I'm in like the middle of stories, and I'm talking to this guy on the, on the radio. And she gets up and just dumps a whole bucket of Legos all over the thing. She goes over to where the cat food and the cat water is, and she just starts taking handfuls of cat food and throwing it in the water. And I, I'm the whole time I'm just like I did that like parent whisper where I'm like, go sit on the couch right now. And like she's like, but dad and I'm like, alright, alright. And I would just get into this conversation. This fucking living room went from clean to shit storm in no time because of this little girl. Um I mean cat food it was just a fucking it was insane. And then after the interview, I put her to bed. She was wide awake at like ten something. I put her to bed, and she was still fighting it, fighting it, and it's been nuts ever since. But they're both down right now, and uh, this is why I'm doing the show. So uh, it's been an interesting night. It's amazing what a woman can do. I'll just leave it at that. With children, it's just amazing what a woman could do. Um... Mothers have a special thing. It really is incredible. And my, my wife also, you know, instills the fear of God in these kids when she gets pissed. So I'm sure that that has something to do with it too. But, man, they know how to take advantage of dad. Like, I was buying them ice cream and shit. Like, I realized when it's just me, it just turns into bribery and, like, fun and bribes until they go to sleep. It's just like, don't do that. You want ice cream? Don't you, you want who wants Skittles? Okay, listen, if you guys want a color, it's just always giving them shit and they know. And God, I hope my wife doesn't hear this podcast because she'll be like, see, I know you do that. You can't do that, Paul. And I won't hear the fucking end of it. Oh, man, playing Mr. Mom was crazy today. Son had to go to the doctor to check his lungs to make sure he's, you know, he didn't have a, you know, an infection went down to his chest and. Had to take him back to school and then pick him up because he stayed for a program after school. And then one wanted pizza, one wanted Mexican. You believe this shit? I got kids ordering shit. My son's like, yeah, I want to go to Salsa Fresca. I want to get that rice. I want to get that chicken. My daughter's like, I want pizza. And, of course, the two-year-old little girl wins, and we end up getting pizza. So my day has been pretty uh, hectic. 
And um, oh, I got into it with somebody in comedy, not a comic, but just you know, industry person. Got into it. Just it's been a it's been a day, everybody. It's been a day. But it's not your problem. Let me get into uh, what happened over the weekend. Um, what a time! Uh, so I was in uh, Florida. Uh, with Bill Burr, we don't get to really get together that much anymore because, you know, I started to headline and, you know, Bill has new people, you know, opening for him and, you know, it's just, I'm just, you know, doing my own thing now, which is, you know, cool, that's what has to happen, you know, you have to eventually graduate, but we're such good friends that we always said, you know, we always pick a game once a year and we go and do something and we work together for, and we just have a great time, you know, old time's sake, so we go to um, Florida and... We had plans to uh, do the West Palm Beach Improv on Friday, two shows, and then on Thursday night go to the, when we fly in Thursday night, we go to Dolphins Bills, and then after we do the Improv Friday, we go to Seminoles Hurricanes on Saturday. So we did not stay in a hotel. What we stayed in was like this fucking multi-million dollar mansion. It was fucking insane with our friend from the NFL, Willis, shout out to Willis Whalen who is absolutely fucking hilarious. I mean, when that guy gets jacked up, but our friend, he's from the NFL, he's, he's great. Huge Miami Hurricanes fan. Anyway, we get this this house, which was probably... Oh my God, is she crying? What the fuck? I mean, it's like, what the fuck? I just, I can't fucking win. They're both sleeping. I'm doing this fucking thing. I can't tell if she's fucking... Oh my, what the fuck? Oh yeah, she's crying. I gotta put this thing on pause. Alright, at least I know my spot. When I get back, I'll talk about the fucking trip... The house we stayed in, and I'll get into the whole thing. Son of a... I mean, you just can't fucking win. Um, let me see. She might stop. Oh, my God. I hope she stops. Yeah, it's like, what can I do? All I'm going to do is walk in there and go, are you okay? Go to sleep. She's not sick. She stopped. All right. Nice. All right, so we go to this place. Um, I might have to talk a little low, but we go to um, this place and we stay in this multi-million dollar mansion in Fort Lauderdale. I mean, this place was, I couldn't believe the pictures. And then when I got there, it was just, I couldn't believe where I was at. Um, and it was just like this beer company stocked it for us. It was just insanity. People there cooking. Um, I stayed in the master bedroom, which was the size of most houses I've been in. You had to go for a long walk, like 20, 25, 30 yards to get from the master bedroom to the master bathroom, which is connected. And it has like a fucking swimming pool jacuzzi in the middle of it. It's all marble. The shower doesn't even have a door. You just walk around and stand there and turn knobs and water comes flying at you. In this, It's just like, it was the freest shower I've ever felt. I just, it was, it was insane. And, um, 
Yeah, so we, we stay at this house and we have such a good time. You know, um, pool, hot tub, the most relaxed I've been. I mean, just so relaxing, smoking Cubans during the day, at night, just sitting by the pool in the backyard had like the, you know, that like, just like the, the little canal, whatever, right into the, that goes right into the ocean uh, in Miami, it, you know, it was just, you know, uh, or I'm sorry, to the beach that obviously goes to Miami, but just awesome. And um, the first night we were there, we, uh, Willis was there, he was cooking hot wings for us, and um, I mean, right when I got out of the car, Bill and Willis come to the door, and they just got shit-eating grins on their faces, and they didn't smoke a Cuban in honor of me, waiting for me. And Burr brought these cigars that were so fucking good. They were the best. The cigars he brought were such good quality that it would be like if they were cars. It would be Ferrari, Lamborghini, Corvette, Porsche. Like, that's the level of cigars that were that that you had to choose from it was just the most it was amazing what sucked was i did have a little bit of a cold but i pushed right through and still everything was great first 5 minutes i'm there i got a i got a i got a bottle of beer in my hand i put my bags down and wasn't even thinking about anything other than partying relaxing i said that i was going to be in the hot tub by 3 i landed in fort lauderdale at 2 o'clock I said I would be in the hot tub with a Cuban by 3.30. At 3.21, I was in the hot tub with a Cuban smoking. Then we go to the Miami Dolphins-Buffalo Bills game. And we, you know, through hookups that, you know, Willis had hookups and the guy was walking us around and, um, you know... Uh, one of the wide receivers coaches or somebody knows Bill. And so we got this nice hookup, man. You know, we're walking around. And uh, I got to tell you, I should have known. I should have known by what I saw in the parking lot tailgating at this Dolphins-Bills game. The level of human being that was going to be there. And I'm sorry, Florida, but I'm going at you hard. Okay, I see why things are cheap down there. And I especially see... Why the education system down there is in the the gutter. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Definitely some nice people. Some nice transplants. But holy shit. I mean I know the weather is nice. But these people are going to a fucking NFL football game. In like bathing suit flip flops. You know wife beaters. You know, these people got tattoos where you never have tattoos. These people got like fucking ear tattoos. I mean, it was just so we're like, all right, don't know. No, it's nice, man. It's Miami. It's it's it'll be nice. We go, we go on the field before the game. We have passes to go on the field. We go on the field. Met some old timers who played for the Dolphins, and you know, it was cool later to look up the plays that they were in. Um, we we met some people. It was it was awesome. Then we go up to our seats, and then this is where my unacceptable comes in. Okay, the level of fucking trash, low-life animal. I have never, I never expected this. I expected this at certain places, okay? These people made fucking Jersey look like, 
I mean, these people made Jersey look like black tie. These people made like Jersey Shore look black tie. Holy shit. The level of fucking unacceptable animal that was there. Just a guy with this fucking, he was just screaming defense, defense, defense. He was screaming defense as if somebody smacked him in the back of the head with a fucking two by four. And he just had this dumb, like his front teeth out. Just like, dope, defense. And he sounded like a, a fucking, oh my God. You know, I, I hate to use the word, I'm not even going to use any words because I, you know, Somebody, I'm not, I'm just saying he sounded fucked up. All right. Then there's a guy in front of us who just would lean back and yell something and he didn't even have his jersey on. He had his jersey rolled up and like draped over his shoulder with his girlfriend on the lap. So then there's one guy there, Buffalo Bills fan. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just root for Buffalo because these Miami fans are such animals. And he's just standing up yelling. And I just want the fucking both teams to explode and just fucking horrifying screams from the fans so we could just go good. Let's get to fuck. It was fucking brutal. I mean, I'm not even kidding. We're looking around and these people were just yelling, screaming, fucking like, but different, like different than a regular game. I, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it was almost like, oh my God, I don't even want to be a part of this. I really, I don't want to be a part of this. So my unacceptable for the week is the fucking football fans that were in that stadium, you know, that night. I don't know if it was Thursday. There's something about Florida that is just, and again, there are parts of Florida that are great. I know it. You know, I've had family go down there. I've had family live there. My wife's family, some of them live down there. I know that certain places are nice, but I'm not going to lie and I'm going to be honest very big, big parts of Florida, maybe even the majority, are filled with some of the lowest, trashiest motherfuckers in our country. Just a shit show. A shit show of tattoos, flip-flops, drunkness, tang tops, fucking just a shit storm. Oh my God. It wasn't even like being at an NFL game. Some of these people should have been caged and given buckets of slop to eat out of. Okay, farm animals would be more civilized than some of these animals at this game. I don't know, man. I don't know if it was the weather. I don't know if it was just... I don't know what it was. But, man, these people were... Bill was kind of like, you want to go? And like both were like, yeah, let's go. Like, I, I, we didn't need to stay. We left early. We went back. We left early. We went back to the fucking mansion. Drank and smoked cigars. Went in a hot tub. And that, and I was fine with it. I did not expect that. I expected, you know, I expected definitely, you know, rowdy on a, on a night game. But not like that. Um... So then Friday, we had work. Friday, we went and we did two shows, uh, sold-out shows at the West Palm Beach. No, Nobody else. It was just a two-man show. It was just me and Bill, um, and it was just great. I mean, just a great time, you know. 
it was fun. I kind of shit on the game and I shit on Florida in front of the people. And we, but we both just had a great time. And um, second show was special. First show was great. I felt like second show was just special from top to bottom. It was just one of those like amazing, you know. I think the place had like five fifty or six hundred sold out, and it was just amazing. So, um, and by the way, there were some people there. It was really cool to have a lot of people there. Say they listened to the Verzi Effect. One guy was in the front row when I got off stage. He goes, "Man, I love your podcast. I love the Verzi Effect. I listen all the time." There were definitely people there. So if you were there, man, I appreciate it. And I loved West Palm Beach. West Palm Beach, not just because, the, but it, you could just tell, like, the people, it was different, it was better, you know, than, than some of these other places, but holy shit, man. I'll tell you what, I looked around that stadium, and I was like, okay, no wonder why this place is on the news all the time for fucking murders and disappearances and shit. I mean, these people are just, I mean, some of these people just look like, like, just... People are eating there like they just got out of jail. I mean, it was it was just an absolute. I mean, if if you had to look like if somebody just came to America, you know, they got out of jail or something, or or after like twenty years and they like heard how like things got better, or or somebody that just came to America and they heard all these things. If the first sight that they had was if you stuck them in that in those stands. They would be like, holy shit, what is this, what happened, what is this country? So that's my unacceptable for the week, the animals that were at that Miami Dolphins game. And there's not one, it's not one incident, it was the whole thing, we found out that it was going on throughout the whole stadium. Other people we saw, they left early, it was just, it was, uh, you know, you know the saying shit show, that's what it was. Uh, but don't get me wrong. I did have a great time. I enjoyed the, the But after a while, I was like, all right, enough. Enough is enough. Um, so now let's get into your guys' unacceptables. And then we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, I want to talk. I want to touch on this Bill Cosby thing. I want to. Uh, it's going to be a packed show, of course. So. Um, and I am. The Verzi Effect will have some guests. I also got something cool for you guys that. Um, I kind of broke down stats of the show, so I could. I wanted to talk to you guys about some of the numbers because the show is uh, doing better than it's um, ever done before. The uh, stats on the last three months listening are have never been this big, um, so I'm pretty I'm pretty psyched about it. The Verzi effect is touching a lot of people, and I'll uh, talk to you guys about that. So let's get into your unacceptables. Uh, I feel like this is a nice flow. I feel like the show is just like you know. I feel like if we were, you know. One of those flights, man. It's just a nice takeoff, you know, smooth, no turbulence. I mean, well, no, there was a little turbulence. My daughter was crying. That was, you know, when the pilot came on and it said that we got to go up to 37,000 feet because 35,000, you know, we caught a couple of, you know, a couple of rough patches there. But let's get into the unacceptables. Here we go. Um, and then we will talk about the uh, the other stuff. So. This unacceptable is from, let me see, is this guy, make sure I get it right, I don't want to screw this up here, but the first one is from Ryan Williams, and Ryan Williams says, for his unacceptable, Paul Verzi, first time unacceptable, I had to buy a new ear, nose, and goatee trimmer, when I get home from my local... Uh, 
Major, major. Oh, I guess that's the the pharmacy or the grocery store in Michigan. The uh, mayor, whatever. Um, and open the pack. No accessories and somebody else's hair in the trimmer. Fucking animals. Unacceptable. Thanks. Love the podcast. Well, first of all, thank you, uh, Ryan, for listening to the podcast and um, and loving it. I mean, that's awesome. Uh, so I appreciate the support and you as a listener. As far as you buying a... Um, ear, nose, and goatee trimmer. And you know what, dude? Shout out to this guy, Ryan, because more people need to do it, man. Get your fucking nose hair and your ear hair right, okay? Get your fucking sloppy-looking beard trimmed up and look like a fucking, you know, gentleman. The other day, my friend pointed it out, like, you know, it's just like, you know, because you forget, like, in the summer, you got, in the summer, you go to the beach or you go away. You always got to keep the ears and sometimes I gotta, sometimes like one of my ears, like the bottom of the ear, I get like this fucking hair and I'm just like, it, it annoys me because it's just, I mean, it's not even noticeable, but to me it is. And, you know, now I get the trimmer and I make sure because you got to look groomed and shit, you know, so I love the fact and that's what I do. You go to that place and you buy a new one and I buy a new one every like couple of months because even though they give you the oil, those blades get dull. Those things are like, you know, that the way a car shits the bed after a hundred thousand, that's what happens with these um these like trimmers and, and all that stuff. So anyway, the fact that this was opened and somebody used it in the place, it, it just I mean, animals. Absolutely unacceptable. It's a great one. How fucking broke do you gotta be where you're like, yeah, I got I'm just gonna go into this place. What do you put batteries in it? That's the other thing. He probably went into one aisle and stole batteries and then walked up and put it in and then just did it so he didn't have to buy it. And what kind of fucking, that's just, uh, that is unacceptable. That's a great one. And thank you, uh, Ryan, for the first time uh, ever. Great one. Ryan Williams, shout out to you. Thank you. Okay. The next one. The next one is from, oh, the next one is from somebody that does not want me to use their name. So... Um, all right, I will not use the name, but uh, it writes, Hey, Paul, I'm a new listener of TVE, and I have to say it's hilarious. Well, thank you very much. That is nice of you. I love the unacceptables. I have one for you. Um, as Okay. My husband and I started a company a couple of years ago and have been doing okay, but heavily rely on established companies to hire us to help them complete jobs that they have contracted. We install and maintain uh, con what the f uh, oh conservators and sunrooms. Long story short, we were hired to install a room out of state and the job went three days longer than expected. The site wasn't ready and the weather was shitty. The owner of the company that hired us got our invoice and is refusing to pay it because it was a little higher than our estimate. And she says, yeah, we had to pay our guys for the days they spent out of state hotel per diems. This piece of shit owes us almost $12,000 and just won't pay it. That's cool. I'm sure my kids won't mind not having heat food or Christmas. Completely unacceptable. We did the work. Pay the cost. Fucking pay us. Paid all the costs. Fucking pay us. 
If that isn't bad enough, the project manager with this company is calling and begging for us to come back down and do more work for them. Of course they are. Uh, oh, sure. Why not? We aren't bankrupt yet. Um, absolutely unacceptable. And uh, unfortunately, uh, I almost said your name just now, but I didn't. Unfortunately, that seems like that's going to be, because that's the amount of money that that seems like that's a court battle. You know, once it gets to, you know, because it, it, it is worth you paying lawyers, you know, because it's not like a thousand, two thousand or three thousand. You could just eat it and we be whatever like this is. I mean, even that's hard to take, but this is heavy money and you guys got to get the money. And, and it's just a fucking piece of shit. You know, it's one of those things. Like I said, it's why the mob it's why the mob, you know, business model works. Because this is somebody that if you don't fucking pay, you somebody needs to get cracked in the fucking head, you know. Uh, I know that that sounds stupid and ignorant, but at the end of the day, um, $12,000, you do something and these people just don't want to pay and refuse to pay. What else do you do? I had a friend who was robbed of four or $5,000 and the people were just like, yeah, you'll get it, but you knew that you weren't getting it. And the only thing to do is to stick somebody's head in a fucking window and threaten their loved ones. But what are you going to do? You know, you can't do that. So, uh, thank you for the submission though. And I really hope that works out for you. Thank you for listening to the show. And, um, you know, I, I really appreciate it. Okay. Um, the next one is from Christopher Hyde. Christopher Hyde says, unacceptable people. Shit, here we go. Unacceptable people who try to make small talk when you have earbuds or headphones on. If I wanted to talk to you about your <laughs> diabetic dog, I wouldn't have ACDC cranked as loud as it will go while I stare at your moving lips and think, what the fuck, man? That's hilarious. Um, so perfect. I get it. That's great. Uh, yeah, I don't know if those people are just so bored or, or what, but... That's like, if that's not the telltale sign of don't, if a headphone, if a headphones on with music blaring out of them, isn't a telltale sign to just go to the next person. I don't think that person's ever going to get it. So that is funny. Unacceptable. Thank you, Christopher. That's great. Uh, I appreciate the, um, I appreciate it. Um, all right. So here we go. Uh, let's do some Twitter Let's do some Twitter ones, and uh, I will get into some other stuff. All right, so here we go. This person says, where is it? Where is it? Oh, shit, I had it all set up, and now I got to go. Now I got to Oh, here we go. I'm sorry. All right, here we go. Ready? This one is from... <laughs> this is from... This makes me laugh because I think I did this recently. Jason Morton at Jason96749. Hey, Paul Verzi, how about those weirdos that pee through the leg part of their shorts? They look sneaky. Hashtag <laughs> unacceptable. I don't know. Did I have shorts on? Yeah, I think, no. I think I had a bathing suit on. I had like a big bathing suit on. And it was one of those things where you had to like Velcro up and then tie. And it's like this whole fucking procedure to undo. And I had to piss. So what I did was I just rolled up the leg as much as I could. 
and tried to piss through it. And I actually did it. And as I was doing it, I was like, I'm never doing this again. I will take the extra 19 seconds to, to, to do what I have to do. It was borderline sneaky. I mean, not sneaky, creepy. And not creepy either, just weird. And uh, that's funny. So <laughs> thanks for that. That's uh, at Jason96749. Um, <laughs> oh, I love these, like, just weird... Okay, um, here we go. This is from Chris Frost. Uh, Chris is a friend of the uh, Chris is a friend of the show as far as uh, unacceptables go. I remember reading a few of his uh, at MN Frosty Boy at Paul Verzi bought donuts for two for t- uh, for my team at work. Two people from another team just vultured them. Hope they choke. Hashtag animals. Hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, that's a dirty move, man. You got to get them back. You got to get them back with something else next time they do it. That's the work war shit that you got to get going. Um, okay. Let's see here. Uh, this is from Eric Watkins at EWAT20. At Paul Verzi, a group of 40 people carrying stop Ebola and Ebola is the resurrection of Jesus banners in a train station. Hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, that's um, that's forty people who you know just have a lot, lot too much time on their hands. That's pretty ridiculous. Um, Ebola is the resurrection of Jesus. Like, do they believe that? Like, do they believe that? Like, I'm not even saying religious, but like, do they believe that? That is, I mean, it's oh my god, man. I mean, look, I was worried about it hitting, like, a big city and just, you know, thinking it's scary. But, I mean, you can't fuck. I mean, that's see, that's the difference. Like, it's just people that take it to a sick, insane level. Um, Here we go. This is from, uh, I don't know how to even say it, your name, but uh, it's kind of breaking my balls, and I think it's funny. So this is from, oh, shit. Here we go. Soundbite. Two... Tumomo, <laughs> Tumomo, Tuomo, Tuomo, Tumo. Let's go with that. Tumo Lampinen. All right, I'm going to say that. Tumo Lampinen. At. Oh, fuck. I got to read this. At V A L I L. No, V A L L I L. A-N-T-U-O-M-O. That's a fucking long name. Anyway, um, the amount of times Paul Verzi says stick in one TVE podcast episode, hashtag unacceptable. I, I want to say that you're doing that out of love for me in the show, but also there's a little truth to it that maybe stick annoys you. I don't know. We call them sticks. You know, you smoke a stick, you want to have a stick. You know, I don't say stogish stogie because it's not 19 fucking 39. And cigar is just, you know, just, you know, we're, we're you know, we have fun. We're fucking, you know, hang out, smoke a stick. So, um, but thank you for the, <laughs> thank you for that. All right, here we go. Um, this is from SHP Films at SHP Official. At Paul Verzi, hashtag unacceptable. My hair cutter used some gel to style my hair and then proceeded to wipe his hands off on my shirt. 
yeah, that's unacceptable. You got to call him out on that. Even if it's funny, just like even if it's like you do it in a funny way. Like, would you guys run out of napkins? Jesus Christ, you're gonna you're gonna pay for that if it doesn't come out. Uh. All right. You know what? I haven't seen these guys. These guys haven't been on the show too much, and they gave me two, so I'll read another one of yours, which I rarely do. So there you go, SHP Films at SHP, all caps, official. At Paul Verzi, unacceptable co-worker, reaching into your pasta and trying a noodle without so much as asking permission. Yep, that's definitely an unacceptable. And we, and, and fucking gross. Like, I wouldn't like that if a brother or sister did that. I would be like, come on, man, you fuck. Um... This is from Jordan Wark at Jordan Wark, W-A-R-K, W-A-R-K, at Paul Verzi, NFL kickers missing field goals inside the 40-yard line, you have one job, hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, I agree, and especially those kill you when you got money on it. Oh, man, you want to just jump through and be like, you piece of shit. Um... This was from Jimmy Larkin at Jimmy Larkin 2015. I was very happy to see Paul Verzi open for Bill Burr this weekend. Been waiting to see him. Dolphins fans are hashtag unacceptable. Thank you, Jimmy. Glad you enjoy the show. And yes, they are. Dolphins fans are unacceptable. Um, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do the story. I know Bill Burr did the story on the podcast about the guy with the guitar. And uh, if you want to hear it, listen to Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. But we were staying in the mansion, and this dude started singing with his guitar drunk in the morning when I was sleeping. And uh, Bill tells a story, and it really is funny. So check that out. All right, let's see. Are we done here? No, we got a couple more. I think we do. Wait, maybe not. We'll see. Um... Yeah, a lot of people are just talking about... Okay. Yeah, no, this is all... This is all people either talking about past... Ten, okay, so no, maybe we are done. I think... Uh, oh, David Gavry. David Gavry from Gonzo Fame at DG Money. DG Money says when you're in the middle of a conversation with someone and people out of nowhere cut you off and blatantly interrupt you. It's rude. Hashtag unacceptable. That's one you got to jump in on, Dave. You got to be like, whoa, 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 man. Let me finish, dude. Let me fit like like that. Yeah, I don't like that shit. I really don't. Um, okay. The fact that... Let's see here. I guess, yeah, I think think that's it but usually when I say that there's like one or two oh this one's bad yeah this one's bad this is from uh, Ryan uh, Mongu I believe it's that's how it's pronounced Mongu or I think so or Mongo uh, or Mongbo whatever the fuck I don't know Mongu Mongi uh, <laughs> it's at Ryan M-O-N-G E-A-U at Paul Verzi Stopped for funeral procession. Guy in front just drives into line so he doesn't have to wait. Hazards and all. Hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, dude. That's, I don't know how. That's fucked up, dude. That's unacceptable. 
just to have the just to have the disrespect to be like, oh, <laughs> hop in this line and go. I mean, this is so selfish. This is so ridiculously selfish, and I, I could never do something like that. That's awful. This one is from Merrill, and Merrill is a new. I think this is a new one, new listener. Oh yeah, that, that reminds me. I'm going to talk about some cool numbers after this. Um, Merrill says that publicly horrific anti-smoking ads. They are ineffective and punish punishment for all, especially for those who don't smoke. I can't watch them, Merrill. And thank you for the submission. I can't watch them. You know, when the dude's like, I can't even fucking walk. I can't go near water. I got a hole in my. I'm like, I can't even. You know. And you know there's some nicotine nut who, like, it reminds them that they need to smoke. Uh, you know, that's disgusting. Uh, by the way, when you get that pack of Marlboro Lights, I mean, people don't care. They're going to smoke anyway, but that is um, that is true. Those are gross. And that one woman, like, she was, like, a beautiful blonde woman, and then she, like, takes off her fucking wig. It was like a scene from I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker. Remember when she was like, and this voluptuous ass, it's fake, and she took her legs off, and her, and it was like, and I know it's sad, I don't want to make light of it, but like the woman's face is like reconstructed, she takes her fucking wig off, it's like, I just don't want to, I don't want to, I mean, I know, but like, I I think, I don't know if that's going to make somebody stop, because I think people know how bad it is, I think people just really got to want to stop, I don't think somebody sees how awful that is, I think they just turn the fucking channel and say, I hope that's not me, I don't know, maybe it is effective and that's why they keep doing it, but I agree, if you never smoked and you gotta watch that commercial, it's awful, um, okay, this is from Justin Pittman at Justin T. Pittman, at Paul Verzi, the douchebag that follows the ambulance and passes everyone that pulled over. I hope you crash your fucking Kia. Hashtag unacceptable. <laughs> um, thank you for the submission, Justin. Um, this is another one. I don't know if any. I don't know if I ever read this one. Dustin Boyd at uh, du at dut Boyd, B O Y D at Paul Verzi. Uh, rode a guy's ass for 60 miles in the fast lane, wouldn't move over or look in his rearview mirror, hashtag unacceptable, he got the finger. Yeah, that's the worst. And then th- those are the ones where you're like, I'm not letting up. You know, when you're just like, I'm not letting, I can't let up. This is from Christopher Mark at The Real Broch, uh, B-R-O-C-H, B-R-O-C-H at Paul Verzi, this animal wearing shorts to the grocery store in 10 degree weather, cover your fat pasty calves until June, and he sent me a picture of this guy in shorts, uh, wow, 10 degree weather, the only thing he could think of is come from the gym, and I've done that once in a while, but uh, yeah, it looks like somebody in Florida, I could see where you're going with that, thank you for going out of your way to send a picture too, um, all right, that might have been it. We might have ended with the guy with the picture. So, yeah, and that wasn't too long, you know. That was, uh, you know, some people. I've only got one complaint that I do that the that they think I should keep it to like you know ten or less. But everybody seems that they're short, sweet, fun, and I just want to get as many people as I can in there. You know, I want to, you know, if twenty or so my people or whatever just you know go out of their way. I don't want to, you know. And I know anybody tweeting me the Knicks, you know, but, you know, the Knicks aren't, they aren't acceptable. They lost, they've lost again. They're three and 10. They fucking stink. That is unacceptable. 
that's not even worth reading the unacceptables. And you're right, they are, you know, but um, that's the unacceptables for the week, guys. Mine, the Dolphin fans, and the animals that I saw at that game. All your guys were great. Thank you so much. Um, that ends that segment of the show. But speaking of the show, uh, and again, I don't want to sound like a broken record thanking all you guys. I don't want to come across as, but I, I do have to show you guys some really cool stats right now. So here's here's what I looked at, um, and it's, it's really amazing. So um, the last three months, the total plays of the Verzi effect the last three months is um, over 90,000, uh, which is insane. And I'm breaking it down, and they break it down every day. But they dis- I got these numbers that it's like distribution, and I just think it's cool where people are listening. So here's what I got. I got um, 73% of the people that listen to the Verzi effect, okay, which makes up for, I guess, 66, I guess last three months makes up for, so, so 66,000 and a half almost. So almost, so let's just, whatever, I'll round it down if you want. 66,000 people in the last three months are from the United States. Canada is in second. They're 10%. They're 10%. So 73% is from the United States. 10% is from Canada. The United Kingdom is uh, over 4%. Australia is uh, a little over 3%. Portugal, I got a nice nice chunk, maybe like 1,000 listeners in Portugal. And then it says others, and others is big. Others is like second biggest. Others is like almost 10%, 8%. And that's, that's, I think that's like the Croatias and the Amsterdam's and all that. So it's just amazing that um, New Zealand and all that. So, I mean, all you guys listening right now, I know that I'm talking. I mean, I'm seeing it here. I'm talking to people in Australia, Portugal, Canada, the United Kingdom, New Zealand, Croatia, uh, all these different places, and uh, I mean, this thing is pretty specific. I got people. I know who's on iPhones. I know the the amount on iTunes uh, or, or all this shit. Who's on a fucking Android? All kinds of shit. Um, yeah, it looks like the it looks like the iPhone media player is like thirty two percent, and the, I don't know all this shit. Anyway. Uh, all you guys listening, man, from all over, and of course the United States. I mean, the United States is the fucking it's, it's the shit. But all of you guys from wherever you are, man, I can't even thank you guys enough. And I want to come out to perform there. So if you're from any of those places, let me know, man. I'll I'll get a couple of friends. We'll go out there, man. We'll we'll go out there, and uh, I already know a couple of friends who just heard me say that. Going, I'll go. I'll fucking go out there. I mean, I'll go to Port. But no. So it's really cool, and thank you uh, to see the amount of people that I'm touching is awesome. But almost, yeah, man, getting to like close to 25,000, getting close to 25,000 hits an episode. So that's um, that's heavy, man, and that means that, um, you know, you guys are loving it. So I appreciate it. Okay, moving on. I thought that was a nice little stat to give, a little different, uh, a little different take on it. You know, never never really do that before, just break down all this stuff. But I figured we could get a little geeky, scientific, get a little math going on the Verzi effect. All right, Bill Cosby, everybody. Here's the deal. There's a code comedians have. You shouldn't 
no matter how big one is or you know how how known or not known comedians should never talk about comedians um you know there are things that even though i try to be as honest as i possibly can on this podcast which i am there are things that i stories i could have told but it's just it's just not in it's not a good look and it's a it's a code you break you don't want to you, you break and it's just not a good look you don't do that there's certain things that you do or you know i wouldn't appreciate if somebody told certain stories about me i'm sure i mean not that i have anything to hide but you don't want stuff like that out there especially if you thought it was like a intimate cool moment where with people that you trust and and co-workers I should say peers and all that but um you know Bill Cosby is another level I mean I I just feel that a guy that gets accused this many times I mean I when a woman comes out and doesn't want a dime you know what I mean like she doesn't want a dime man she's not going to court she doesn't want anything. She knows it's past the, um, you know, the, the limit, the time. I, I know she just was like trying to heal herself. There's no reason for a woman to lie about a 77-year-old man that she doesn't want anything from. Think about that. You know what I mean? There's no reason to take down a guy who's in the end of his... I mean, he may live another 20 years, but I'm just saying like... There's no reason to take down a guy when you don't want a dime for it and he's at the end of his life as an old man and you're going to get nothing for it. There's no, not 13 of them? You know, I can understand one crazy bitch is like, I'm going to get you one day, Cosby. You know, but this is, this is like normal, some reputable like people, you know, and at the end of the day when 13 to 16 people all say, he gave me wine, I passed out, woke up with him on top of me, and I was puking and could barely remember what happened, and I knew I'd been sexually violated. I mean, there's a problem there. And the fact that this guy's just walking around. But the best thing was, somebody said, I don't even know if it was Hannibal Burris. I know Hannibal Burris mentioned this, but Bill Cosby gave people shit, comedian shit, for cursing on stage. And it looks like this guy was a serial rapist, man, and he's just walking around. And I think that there's some truth to allegations because NBC canceled out stuff. All these people are canceling out on him. Late night appearances. Nobody wants him there. Nobody's touching this guy with a 10-foot fucking pole. And, you know, as sad as that is to say about a comedian, it's like, you fucking rape people, dude. I mean, that's crazy. This guy fucking, like, that's a monster. That really is. Like, that's a fucking monster. That's a serial, that, like, that dude should be behind fucking bars, man. And then in 2006, he had to go to court because a woman wasn't keeping quiet, and then they settled on a number that nobody knows about. And that never came out. That's a fucking red flag. I mean, this guy's filthy, this fucking cocker spaniel. Dude, Bill Cosby is aging. I mean, if guilt is any indication of appearance, this guy's fucking guilty. Because this guy looks like somebody should throw a fucking leash on him and start throwing twigs in fucking Central Park with this guy's face. This guy looks like a beat up Cocker Spaniel or like Bulldog with a gray eye that's just about to start walking into trees and shit. Oh my God. But, you know, I hate to sit here and fucking a guy that has put out some great comedy and stuff, but man, you just can't fucking do that. And you know something? This is a prime example of what goes around comes around, man. It really is. 
You know, you can dance around it and you could have money buy it off. But at the end of the fucking day, this guy is going down in history as it's going to be really fucking bad and sad. But you know what? You just can't fucking do that. And then they were saying he talked about it in his fucking act. We're like dropping roofies and girls drinks in his act and shit. And it's just red flags all over the place. I mean, when this many people, it's almost comical. Like, it's almost like when this many women don't want anything from you and they're like, yeah, the dude put something in my drink and woke up on top of me. Like, it's not, it's, <laughs> you know, I love how some people try to defend it. Like, some people are like, well, he was never found guilty. He's like, that doesn't fucking mean anything. It's happened in the 60s and 70s where they fucking, nobody even knew about this shit. Like, the guy was a fucking, the guy starts making millions of dollars so young, he's powerful. You know, young girls are scared. But to say he's never been, you know, Dude, if one person said, I don't like how you came at me that night, we fooled around, I'd be petrified, I'd be fucking worried, I'd be ashamed, like, I'd be like, what happened, oh my god, I would be like, holy shit, like, I would, I would be fucking a mess, I would be like, what are you talking about, you kissed me, I would fucking make comments about it and have it out there, so it was like, if anything, like, if, if a girl thought I made out with her too hard, I'd be fucking freaking out and trying to figure out, like, what, this guy's getting rape allegations daily. And he's just like, yeah, nah, no comment. I'm not commenting on that shit. It's like, come on, man. So it, it is. It's it's a pretty big deal. Like it's 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 actually one of those things where you're like, holy shit, man. This is big time Hollywood comedian that's that's fucking looks looks like. I mean, obviously, no one knows 100, percent but looks like rape people. Looks like knocked them out with drinks and fucked fucked around. Like did shit. I mean, that's fucking brutal. I don't know if anything could be worse in this world than being accused of that. I'd rather be, I'd rather somebody say, I caught Paul Verzi jerking off in public or like he was just standing in a glass door just jacking off like a fucking animal. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. Like if, if I would rather, like that shit that happened to Pee Wee Herman, I would rather... The public, I'm not even kidding about this either. I would rather be in a crowd movie theater, not even a porno, like a mainstream movie theater, which just makes it funnier and and <laughs> makes it funnier and, and just ridiculous. But like, I'd rather be in like, you know, I was, I was, what's a fucking, like a, like a Marvel movie, you know? Like the next Avengers that comes out, like opening night that's going to be sold out. I would rather have pictures or just multi-witnesses going, Paul Verzi stood up on his seat, got naked, and jerked off in public until he satisfied himself during Avengers and got arrested in a shameful, messy fucking arrest. And people were horrified. I would rather that come out than, than having one woman ever in my life go, yeah, that guy, you know, that guy sexually assaulted me. Like, that's gotta be the fucking worst. And if they, if my mom was like, what are you, what are you doing? You have a family and you just jerked off in a marble thing. I'd be like, yeah, but I didn't sexually assault anybody, mom. So what do you want? You know, I, it's, it's the fucking worst. It's, it's the most despicable fucking thing. I got to be honest. I think murder. Dude, taking that from a woman when she doesn't want you to is worse than murder. I fucking believe that. 
Because at least if you kill the fucking person, they don't have to fucking deal with the image of your face forever and be miserable about it. Oh my God, it's got to be. That's the worst. My heart goes out to any woman that ever had to deal with that. You know. It's making me think too. I'm like, man, when I was in high school, like, did I? I mean, I got, we got drunk a lot. I hope. You, know, you start fucking think like when you hear this shit and you see all this stuff, you start thinking like, yeah, if I made out with that girl and we were like making, I'm mean, no, but she was making out with me and it's where people go to make out. <laughs> like, no, she was my girlfriend for five years and we had sex every day. So yeah, we were drunk that one night. Fucking start asking my wife when we drink wine. I'm like, listen, I know you're buzzed right now. But we're going to go back to bed and have sex. I mean, but you, you're cool. With I mean, it's scary, dude. Like, it, could you like, that's just, that's just fucking scary to know that this guy was out there dropping roofies knowing dude that's the fucking creepy thing like that to think about that that's the fucked up thing about it is that like it's a premeditated don't get me wrong it's all fucked up like none of it's okay but i'm just saying what makes it really fucking just evil pure fucking evil is to be like all right i'm calling her up I'm going to pour her wine. I'm going to drop it in her drink. She's going to be passed out 15 minutes later. I'm going to rape her. And then when she wakes up, I'm going to try to tell her everything's okay and send her home. Or tell her if you ever say anything, I'll fucking bury you because I'm powerful and rich. And look, if, if all of these women are lying, then I apologize for bringing this up. I just don't fucking think they are. I just don't think they are. I just think people are coming forward because Cosby, you know, fucking came out looking like a fucking rescue dog now and he's losing power and he's losing money or like he doesn't have what he once had and they're like, fuck this guy, let's take him down. Well, you know, I need to fucking heal and this guy needs to fucking go down now. We're taking down the old Cocker Spaniel. So I just wanted to talk about it for a little bit and just, you know, say how awful it was. But um, yeah, I mean... That's fucking brutal. All right. Into sports, everybody. This is um, is a good podcast. I feel it. I feel this episode. I, I feel the fluidness of it. I hope. Maybe you guys are like, oh, it stinks. I don't know. I'm having fun, though. Uh, excuse my voice. I'm a little sick. I'm trying to think. Something else funny happened in Florida, and I'll try to remember. But Knicks are 3-10, and 10, guys. Three and ten. Lost to the Jazz. Lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. Lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Lost to the Nets. Just just keep losing. Yeah, Knicks just keep losing. Uh, Giants are done. You know what? The nice thing about your teams being out this early is you could kind of just not get that interest, like invest that much interest in or or energy. You're just like, okay, you know, it is what it is. We'll get a good draft pick. We'll have a good time and just keep going. Um, really nothing else to talk about with sports, uh, movies. I was on my way. Oh, here's something that's nice. My anniversary, my wife and I had our seven-year anniversary two days ago. Uh, thank you. I hear you clapping. Uh, yeah, November 17th, my wife and I had our seven-year anniversary. 
and we didn't get a babysitter until yesterday. Thank you. Shout out to my sister Carissa. She came over yesterday to watch my son and daughter. And we're on our way. And we both love the movie Dumb and Dumber. We're on our way to see Dumb and Dumber 2. I don't care if it sucked. Don't tell me it sucks. Don't tell me anything about it. I'm going to see it. Um, I think I'm going to smoke a little fucking weed. That's what I want to do. I want to get baked and go see Dumb and Dumber High. That's what I want to do. You know, go go with my brothers or something. Smoke a little dope. Go in there a little high. And just go in there and laugh my ass off at the stupidity that's going to ensue. But we didn't make it last night. And as ashamed as I am to say this, um, my wife wanted to go. We were there. Our car ended there. It was almost weird. Here's what happened. We're on our way to the movie, and there's a ton of traffic, and we're not going to make it. My sister's babysitting the kids, and she needs to be she needs to have us home at a certain time because she's got to drive home for work. So I'm not going to take advantage of her. She's doing something nice. So we're going to try to eat a quick dinner because, you know, we go to dinner all the time for occasions. But we're like, you know what? Let's do something fun. We both love Dumb and Dumber, the first one. It's a classic. Let's eat something quick. You know, not, not really too quick, not fast food and shit, but let's just kind of get a quick meal and we'll go watch Dumb and Dumber, have a good time and come home and it'll be a great time. You know, uh, drink a little wine, whatever. whatever. You know, I'll, you know, Paul's going to try to get lucky. It'll be fun. Um, the traffic is all of a sudden taking the movie out of the equation and we're thinking about where to eat. Now, I do have to preface this because I'm a proud guy. And, um, you know, the last anniversary we went to an amazing, super expensive, one of the best restaurants I've ever been to in my life. And I'm not even exaggerating that. I will fucking pay. If, if a true dining experience that is as good as when you go to a place that... Like, there are places that are such good experiences. 500 bucks is fine. 400 bucks a joke. Ended up at the Olive Garden last night, everybody. Yeah, I'm just coming out with it. I ended up at the fucking Olive Garden. All right? Here's what happened. I know. I know. I know. I know. I hear all of your unacceptables. I, I feel you getting on Twitter right now. I You're Italian. How could you fuck? I know. You like good cigars. You fuck? I know. Just listen to what the fuck happened, okay? Just listen. I'm arguing into a microphone right now. Um, we, where we got off on the exit, like we couldn't, Dumb and Dumber, we couldn't make the movie. And I love going to the movies with my wife. We saw Nightcrawler together. I just love seeing a movie with my wife. She, she's great to talk about it with afterwards, which makes the experience great. But traffic on 84, and we were, you know, I live near Connecticut on the border of New York, Connecticut, and we, it was just a fucking nightmare. So we couldn't make it. So we're driving, and we're like, well, where could we eat now? And it started to get a little late. We're like, where could we eat? And I was like, what are you in the mood for? And she's like, I don't know what I'm in the mood for. I'm like, I don't know what I'm in the mood for. And we come across this exit, and there's like an Outback Steakhouse, a fucking shit. Like, there's no, we're not in the place where there's any nice restaurants. So we see the Olive Garden, and my wife my wife loves salads and she loves breadsticks and shit and that's what they do. So my wife is a huge salad person, loves salads. 
And they keep giving you like salads, like unlimited house salads and shit, I guess, at the Olive Garden. And I've had a, a meal at the Olive Garden once in Manhattan when I met somebody there, and it wasn't bad. But I mean, let's be honest, it's the fucking Olive Garden. So we, she was like, I'll go, you know. She's like, I'll, I'll go get some salads. And I just was like, is that what you want to do? Do you want to go in there? And I was like, I'm kind of underdressed because I thought, and then I'm like, wait a minute, it's the Olive Garden, you know. And anyway, we go into the Olive Garden. I love how I'm sitting here justifying to you guys. No, because I know it, it, it's, it's, it is, you hear going out together with your wife and stuff, and then you end up at the Olive Garden, but it was under different circumstances. So we get the unlimited salad and the breadsticks and shit. It was all right. I got some like, you know, chicken dish over angel hair pasta. But what I did like about this was the Olive Garden does something that not many places do. They come over right when you sit down and they're like, oh, would you like to start with anything to drink? And then they pull out a bottle of wine and go, um, we have this new great bottle of red wine. Um, would you like a sample to see if you want to buy it? And we're like, yeah, we'll take a sample. And the sample was fucking generous. Like they have a half a glass of wine for you to taste, and it was delicious. And I was like, yeah, I could do that. So then they were like, do you want a glass? And I was like, make it, a, let's get a bottle. So my wife started laughing, and then once I started drinking this bottle of red, I was just, me and my wife just had a good conversation about our kids and had a good time. So you could judge all you want, but I'm being honest. Went to the Olive Garden. Oh, here's the weird thing. Remember in old school when he goes, we went to the Olive Garden, which was lovely? Remember Will Farrell said that in old school? He we went to the Olive Garden, which is lovely. And he talks about the women in the panties. I was thinking about that earlier. Now, maybe it was subconsciously thinking about it because I knew that like on the highway you pass it, but I don't know. And then we ended up there. So, whatever. Got home on time. My sister was happy. What do you want? Me and my wife, we got these restaurants over here. We go to anytime. We ended up at a fucking Olive Garden. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. Let's get into some plugs. We're an hour and five minutes in. I'm having a lot of fun. I could I could keep going. I could keep going. Uh, did I miss anything? No. We got it all. We got it all. So, didn't we almost have it all? Remember that? Does it, you know what song I was thinking about? Oh, so my son and daughter, my, my daughter said, um, my daughter said, you're a bad boy. <laughs> and remember that, I don't know, now I'm in the loopy phase. I'm in overtime right now, guys. I got to get this fucking thing up, but I'm just, I'm just talking now. So you could fuck, if you want to get out of this, you could get out. I'm just bullshitting. But um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so my, wife, my daughter goes, you're a bad boy to, to somebody, to me and my um, son. And I remember that song with Mace and Puff Daddy. It was like, bad, 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 bad boys. You make me feel so good. So I took my daughter's arms and I just started dancing with them. And I was going, bad, 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 bad. And she's like, do it again, do it again. And then I realized, I don't know if I want my daughter to be like already into that at fucking two. She's going to be at the club jumping in a fucking cage or on top of a bar. And be like, and people are going to be oh my God, we're getting, my dad used to do this when I was two. I love this shit. Um, didn't we almost have it? How great was Whitney Houston? Me and Bill were singing the national anthem. 
like hardcore. Me and Bert were singing the net. Oh, we went to the Seminoles. That's it. We went to the Seminoles and um, Saturday night we went to the Seminoles Hurricanes game and that shit was ridiculous. That was like a party. In between plays, music came out, all like college kids and people just throwing their hands up, dancing, going nuts into every play like it was a playoff game or Super Bowl. That was awesome. Completely different. FSU won, uh, so obviously people were down, but it was a it was a great game, a great time, way better than the than the Dolphins. But Bill and I got a little buzzed with all of us did. Willis, Al, we were with uh, Willis's. It was just like four of us: uh, me, Al, Willis, and Bill. And um, we're tuned up before we're going in, and they start playing the national anthem, and me and Burr just start looking at each other, and we are fucking in it, like we're just like, oh my god. And we just were like, but the whole thing, like we just sang the whole thing. We were like, gay proof, and like looking at each other with like the fucking, just you know the way like people just sing like, and like one would like finish the end. We got to do that one time on a podcast, me and Burr just sing the national anthem, because I'm not going to lie, we belted that shit out. We belted that shit out. We like to sing when we get drunk, so I think we got to do that. Didn't we almost have it all? How nice of a song is that, you know? Like, if you just fucking just put that song on and listen, it's just, you know? Instead of us, turned out for what? <laughs> Alright, everybody, plugs for the week. I'm sorry. I'm goofy now. Man, you're goofy. What movie? What movie did he say? You're goofy. The holiday is coming up. I'll give you a hint. I'm not telling you. Get me on Twitter. What movie? I'll give you a hint. The star in the movie got a little angry, got a little crazy. It's a seasonal movie. And then one guy just said, you're goofy. Get me on Twitter. Let me know which one it was. Plugs for the week. Tomorrow, tomorrow night, I will be at The Stand in New York City doing a showcase for the ABC Network. That's right. ABC executives and casting directors are going to look at me and say, wow, he's funny, I like him, and then never call us. Um, That is tomorrow night at The Stand, which is the 20th of, no, yeah, the 20th of November. Then I am doing a private gig in uh, Newton, New Jersey at a theater Friday, which I think is, I don't know if I could, I don't even know if I could promote it, so whatever. Saturday I'm going to be doing two shows at the Intimate 35-seat Laughing Devil working on new material. Two shows Saturday night. And Sunday night I am at Stand Up New York. Um, On Thanksgiving Eve... If you are in the Yonkers area, I will be headlining the Empire City Casino in Yonkers, New York. My birthplace, everybody. That's right. I was born in Westchester County, Yonkers, New York. So uh, that is, I believe, the 26th. Well, anyway, Thanksgiving Eve. That's an easy one. It's a Wednesday before Thanksgiving. That is at Empire City Casino. And December 3rd, I will be on uh, at the cutting room, Aaliyah Janine's room, former porn star turned comedian Aaliyah Janine, 
me, Louis Gomez, uh, I believe uh, Big J Okerson, uh, I believe Ryan Hernandez, Jay Nog, Jonas, something. There's a bunch of us, but you could see it, the Flyers anywhere. Cutting Room, December 3rd. I'll be on that show too. Other shows in December and uh, maybe November. I mean, I know I don't know what's coming up in November after Thanksgiving. Got uh, some stuff that will uh, be on the website. So you can check the website at... No, I'm sorry. The Twitter is at Paul Verzi. I'm tired. I just I hit a wall. I hit a wall at about I'm we're we're at 112. I hit a wall probably around 105. So, um, whatever. What are you gonna do? You know, fucking it's over. It's over. You fucking you you lucky pigs are getting a, are getting overtime anyways. It's a joke. Um. So. Yeah. Go to the website at uh I mean www.paulverzi.com. It's V I R Z I. Twitter is at Paul Verzi, V-I-R-Z. It's always V-I-R-Z-I, okay? It's not Verizi, it's not Verzi, it's Verzi, V-I-R-Z-I. It's just spelled fucking awesome. That's not my fault. And um, that's it. Oh, somebody asked me where they could send the messages on iTunes, uh, reviews. Go to, just go to the Verzi effect, go to iTunes, Go to the search bar there, type in the Verzi Effect podcast, the logo of the show will come up, and um, you could also contact All Things Comedy, I believe too, the Verzi Effect is on All Things Comedy, but um, go to iTunes, and then, it say, and then it says, go to reviews, and then it says view in iTunes, and you've, uh, you view all the reviews in iTunes, and then there's a thing there that says write a review, and you write, write a review of the show. So there you go, everybody. It's been episode uh, 186. Verzi Effect Podcast with your host, me, Paul Verzi, sponsored by GonzoFame.com and all thing on on uh, All Things Comedy uh, Network. That's right. There you have it. If any of you guys have a company, small company, anything um, that you would like me to plug, we can uh, talk business if you want to uh, sponsor the show. Told you the numbers are good all over the place, all over the country. If you have a website, if you have something that you would like me to plug, I will talk to you. I'm fair. <laughs> I'm fair. Um, no, I mean, let me know. And uh, maybe we can help each other grow. Didn't we almost have it all? Okay, everybody, this has been the show. Thank you so much. Until next week, I am out of here. Enjoy your week, everybody. It's going to get cold. Take care.